I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to season four of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story. So if you haven't listened to the first three seasons yet, I'd recommend starting there. Also, just a heads up, there's some swearing and adult themes in this show. Chapter 40. The Decision The walk back from work that day was slow because the city had gotten several more inches of snow and completely shut down. I was almost run over by two buses skidding across the ice-slicked road towards me. Half of the sidewalks, particularly those in the residential areas of English Bay, hadn't been shoveled yet, and a day of people traipsing by on their way to work had transformed them into ice rinks by the time five o'clock rolled around. Passersby, off-balance due to their bulky winter coats and half-blinded by hoods and scarves covering their entire faces, slid across the slick streets, having to stop any time anyone going the other way came into contact with them because even if the sidewalks were shoveled, the paths were usually only wide enough for one person in a large coat to make it by single file while the other waited awkwardly on a snow pile and tried not to topple over. Why does Vancouver turn into Apocalypse City every time we get a little bit of snow? Lana texted our group chat as I finally made it to Davie Street, relieved that I was now only a few blocks from home. It's embarrassing, Gemma agreed. This is Canada after all. At least you guys live in the city, Bree said. James and I took five hours to get home yesterday because the roads were so bad. Ew, Lana said. That's awful. The city should really do something about this. I heard they keep taking snow removal out of the budget because it never really snows here, Bree said. But then when it does, it's like a national embarrassment the way we handle things. Okay, enough about the weather. What are we, 80 with no lives? Lana wrote. Brooklyn, give us the dirt on you and Apollo. And Amanda, Bree added. I don't know, guys, I wrote. What was it like at work today? Lana prompted. We didn't speak. She avoided me all day. Fresh flurries of snow began to fall. My hands were numb. I couldn't wait to get out of this. That's fair of Amanda, poor thing, Gemma said. What about Apollo? I don't really know. I just feel awful and need to go to bed. You sure know how to play up the suspense, Brooklyn, Lana said. By the way, we're doing dinner on Wednesday. That'll give everyone a day to sleep this hangover off. I groaned. It wasn't that I didn't want to see my friends, but I was drained and we'd just spent two weeks together. All I wanted to do, and all I felt like I would ever want to do again, was sleep. Are you okay? I looked up from my phone, startled. Apollo was standing right outside the entrance of my apartment. What are you doing here? I demanded. I wanted to see you. So you've just been lurking outside my house? You can't do that, Apollo. It's weird and creepy. You're right. I'm sorry, he said, picking up a large paper bag and turning to go. An intoxicating waft of curry danced through my nostrils. What is that? 
I got us some takeout from that Indian place we both like. I thought you'd be starving and cold after work. It was kind of presumptuous, I'm sorry. It was very presumptuous, I corrected him. Now leave the Indian and go. He grinned. Sorry, it's me and the Indian? Or no Indian at all? I glared at him. Fine, I'll just go get my own. He looked doubtfully out at the bleached sky. Really? You're gonna go out in this? I'll get delivery. I shoved past him toward the entrance. They're not doing delivery today on account of the snow. Really? Ugh, fine. You can come up. I pushed the door open and stomped toward the elevator. But we are not having sex. Oh, all right then, Brooklyn. Danny, the building manager, was already in the elevator, his eyes wide with embarrassment. Apollo and I joined him uncomfortably and rode up to my floor in silence. Night, Danny, I squeaked when the doors opened. Have a nice evening, Brooklyn, or, well, not too nice, I suppose. Whatever level of nice you're both comfortable with is probably best, so okay, Danny, good night, Apollo said. The elevator shut. I narrowed my eyes at Apollo and stomped toward my apartment. That was so embarrassing. Yeah, it was. He laughed as he set the food down on my kitchen table. Super unfortunate for you that your voice rose to a bellow right when you got to the sex part. I tried to look stonily at him, but I cracked and started laughing too. We laughed and laughed while we unpacked the food. He made fun of me for the fact that I only had two plates in my cupboard. And I thought my place was a bachelor pad. Hey, money's tight, and I only just paid my parents back for the first month's rent and damage deposit they loaned me. Oh, yes, super tight. Which is why we were just gallivanting through Costa Rica for two weeks. That was mostly already paid for due to Stu's wedding getting cancelled, which you very well know. Brooklyn, I'm messing with you. I, too, would pick an almost free Costa Rica trip over a few extra plates, or knives, or forks. Do you actually only have two of everything? Yes, this is my bachelorette paradise. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's great, he said, sarcastically gesturing around the bare walls and minimal furniture. I think I'll get you a painting as a late Christmas present, though. I rolled my eyes at him. Your place is all black and leather. It's so predictable. Yeah, black and leather are basically the single guy's version of a pumpkin spice latte. Hey, don't shit on the pumpkin spice. It's delicious. Okay, he guffawed. It is. Next time we hang out, I'm getting you one. So there's going to be a next time? He was grinning over the table at me. God, he was so beautiful. What are you going to do with your place while you're away? James and Bree are subletting. They're so excited to get out of their parents' places for a bit. A loud buzz made us both jump. Holy cow, I forgot how loud that thing is. Apollo convulsed as I leapt up to answer the buzzer. Someone must be trying to get another unit, I shrugged. No one's supposed to be coming over. Hello, I called, picking up the receiver. Hi, can you let me in? Apollo's fork fell to his plate with a clatter. Even over the staticky intercom, we both knew who it was. Oh, sure, I said wildly. Come on up. I did not expect that, Apollo said, standing up and looking resigned. Hide. What? Hide. Go in my room. Actually, wait, no. Just in case she checks in there. Uh, hide in here. I dragged him by the arm toward the hall closet. Brooklyn, this is absurd. She knows. We don't need to hide anything anymore. 
Yeah, she knows about us, but we shouldn't be enjoying a romantic dinner together the day after she found out. So you thought it was romantic, how I showed up? Oh my god, just get in there. I shoved him toward the coats and hats. Look, I'm not gonna lie to her. I just think you not being here will help soften the blow a little. There was a knock at the front door. Please hide. Okay, he said, ducking inside my closet because, of course, he was way too tall for it and allowing me to shut the door behind him. Hey, Amanda, I said, opening the door and trying not to look guilty or flustered, which probably only made me look more of both. Hi. She stood there on the threshold for a long moment. Would you like to come in? She shrugged. I opened the door wide and stepped aside. Is someone here? She asked. Uh, no, just me. Her eyes narrowed. Why are there two plates on your kitchen table? Oh, uh, Bree was just here, but she, she, um, she left. Okay, she said suspiciously. Why are you here? I asked. My panic made those words come out a lot more accusatory than I meant them to. I wanted to talk to you, now that I've calmed down. I want the truth. Figured you could at least give me that. Of course. What do you want to know? You promise to be honest with me? Yeah, of course I promise. Bree was here? Yeah. Her gray eyes were steady. Okay, good. For a second I thought maybe you and Apollo... No, 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 no. I couldn't stop saying no. I needed to shut up. So you're not going to start seeing him? I, um, I didn't want to lie to her. And I didn't want to want to start seeing Apollo, but he's just going to do the same thing to you that he did to me, Brooklyn. You're not different or special or something. I don't think I am. Amanda, what can I say to make this better? She shook her head angrily. Nothing. I don't know why I came here. She turned back toward the door. I'm really sorry, Amanda. I hope we can get past this and maybe be friends. She looked outraged. Are you actually as dumb as you seem to think I am, Brooklyn? What? Why would I ever want to be friends with someone who did what you did to me? It was a mistake, and I'm sorry. I feel terrible, but I promise this isn't what I'm normally like. No? So you're not normally a liar? No! Whose shoes are those, then? She pointed to Apollo's enormous boots. We'd forgotten to throw them in the hall closet after him. They're... Breeze? She laughed mirthlessly and turned to leave. I'll let you two enjoy your dinner. Amanda, wait. This isn't Brooklyn's fault. Apollo burst out of the closet and my heart officially exploded from stress. It was me. I ambushed her after work because I wanted to see her. Seriously, Apollo? You haven't even called me to say sorry. I didn't think you'd want to talk to me yet. You didn't think about me at all, Apollo. Neither of you have this whole time. You know what? You're right. Maybe this was all worth it. You're the same. You're perfect for each other. Amanda. Apollo reached out to pull her back. Fuck you, Apollo. She pushed him off. Fuck both of you. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Amanda, please, can we just talk? No! I don't want to talk to either of you ever again, but respect that. The finality in her voice made us both step back. She gave us one last disgusted look and was gone. I backed into my apartment and sank onto the couch. Apollo followed and wrapped his arms around me. I'm sorry, he murmured into my hair. I hate myself. And I hated myself more for doing it, but I still buried my face in his enormous chest. Don't say that. I do, though. You can hate what we did. I do, too. But don't hate yourself, Brooklyn. There's nothing to hate about you. I laughed. I can name, like, ten things off the top of my head right now. That's funny. I can think of ten reasons why I love you. What? I pulled away and looked up at him. You're creative. You're smart. You're chasing your dreams when most people would have given up by now or not even tried. You're hardworking, writing at night while working a full-time job. You love your friends, and you'd do anything for them. You're gorgeous. I rolled my eyes disbelievingly. That's the part you don't believe, hey? Okay. I'm not the writer here, so please forgive the cheesiness, but... Your eyes are the prettiest thing I've ever seen. I love how complicated they are and how much they change. They can be two twinkling four-leaf clovers in the sun, or like deep forest moss in the shade. They go gray in the winter when the rest of Vancouver does too, and they're blue when you're by the ocean. I love how your skin is dusted with freckles, like little grains of sand. Your lips are full, and that same light pink as those cherry blossoms we get in the spring. Your hair, man, I don't really know where to begin there, It's like a million different shades of copper and cherry. You're like the dirty blonde of redheads. And it smells... You've got to tell me what kind of shampoo you use because it intoxicates me. And your body... I hate my body. He pulled back, blinking disbelievingly. Why? Because I'm not skinny. But that's what I love about it he murmured, his lips softly caressing my neck. You're all curves. I wish I wasn't. Well, it's your body, Brooklyn, but I think you're perfect. That's definitely not true. He shrugged. You are to me. His eyes were swirling caramel again. I can't stop thinking about our last night in Costa Rica. 
Really? Yes, Brooklyn. And I wish you believed me enough to stop questioning it every time I tell you that I love you and I'm crazy about you and I only want to be with you, but given the circumstances, I understand why you wouldn't believe me, so I'll just keep saying it until you do. I've got time. I'm going to France for four months, Apollo. I know. That's a long time. I'll wait. What if I want to date other people while I'm there? His face fell, but he rallied. That's your call. I'm not going to, but you go ahead if that's what you want. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's only fair, I guess. But I'm done. Really? He grinned. I guess there's only one way for me to prove it to you, but don't worry, I will. How is that? I'm gonna message you good morning and good night every day while you're away. You can respond if you want, but no worries if you don't. Go enjoy. Be a writer. Be an artist. Be free. But I'm gonna find out your return flight details from Gemma because, let's be honest, she loves me for you in spite of everything. And I'll be there at the airport to pick you both up when you get back. You'll tell me about your adventures, and then we'll drop off Gemma and spend probably a few days here by ourselves because we'll need to after all that time apart. And you can keep telling me about your travels in between us doing what people do when they're in love. And then we'll date for about a year until going back and forth between our two apartments and having to put clothes on at my place so we don't totally freak out Cody becomes tedious. And at that point, we'll get our own apartment. Maybe something close to this one, but just a little bigger and hopefully a little less haunted with fewer insane neighbors who stalk you. And then we'll live there together for as long as you need to until you trust how much I love you. And once you do, I'm going to ask you to marry me and we'll live happily ever after. I don't believe you. That's okay. I'm still going to do it. No one had ever said anything like that to me, and I couldn't believe it was coming from Apollo of all people. And it was crazy because how could he know he'd feel the same way about me in a few months, let alone years? He was saying everything I'd ever wanted him to say. More, actually. I'd never thought much past us just getting into an exclusive relationship together. And then he was kissing me, and then I was kissing him back. And then we fell off the couch and rolled on the floor laughing until he pulled me up and into my room. And we didn't leave until my alarm went off for work the next morning and forced us to. Bye, babe, he said, kissing me on the forehead as he dropped me off at work. I love you. I... I still wasn't ready to say it. It's okay, he said. Take your time. I put you through hell. I wouldn't expect you to say it yet. Okay, but I... I know. A sharp tap on the window made us both jump. Mary, clad in a ridiculously over-the-top fur hat, was waving at me through the frosty window. See you later. Apollo grinned as I stepped out. Then he drove off. Good morning, Brooklyn, Mary said, handing me a latte and shooing several students away as they tried to follow us onto the elevator. Teachers only, she told them. Take the next one. Once the doors were closed, she rounded on me. 
You simply must tell me about that ruggedly handsome young man who just dropped you off. I can't believe you're leaving, Lana sniffed tearfully, as she, Bree, and Apollo helped Gemma and I with our luggage outside the drafty international terminal. Stop acting like they're dying, Lana. They're going to France to write and make art. Bree rolled her eyes. I'm so happy for you guys. The south of France, thank God, Gemma said. I was growing tired of this whole winter thing. Tired? We were just in Costa Rica. Apollo shook his head. I hate you. Yes, yes, well, you would. Here I am gloating about the sun and all the fun I'll have with Brooklyn without you, she smirked. It's a tad tactless, I suppose. But don't worry, Apollo. I'll have her back just in time for the summer, and then you two can enjoy each other. Apollo laughed and gave Gemma a hug while I embraced the other two. Bye, Brooklyn, he said, pulling me into him. Have an incredible time. Thanks. I'll see you soon. I nodded. He seemed so sincere, but it was still hard to believe him. Okay, let's not drag this thing out, Gemma said, ushering me toward the entrance. We'll message you all when we land. Bye. I waved at Apollo, Lana, and Bree. You don't believe him, do you? Gemma asked shrewdly, as she shoved her carry-on into the compartment above us and slid into the middle seat next to my window. What? Apollo, you don't believe he's going to do all those things he says he is. I twisted my lips. I mean, I want to believe him, but his track record isn't the best, yeah? She agreed, as the engine roared and we headed down the runway for takeoff. So, you don't believe him either? Oh no, I do. But we both know I'm blind where that man is concerned. It's true. With Braylon, you were done. But Apollo gets like a million chances. Ah, yes. Breaking up with Braylon once we were back in town was quite satisfying, Gemma grinned. He was so shocked. He told me that no one had ever dumped him. I laughed. Have you talked to Stu? A bit, but he's back in Toronto now, so I'm a free agent, and I intend to make the most of that while we're away. Ah, thank you, she added to a flight attendant who handed us both a glass of champagne. Gemma, what? I had never gotten even a drink of water this quickly on a plane— Gemma's traveling luck was something else. If Mitchell Bubbles has taught me anything, it's to always drink champagne when I fly. Yeah, but Gem, this isn't first class. No, she agreed. And we can't be doing this every day. Lord knows I can barely afford this trip after just being in Costa Rica. But now is not the time to fret. Santé. Santé, I beamed. And we clinked our little plastic champagne glasses against the rosy window as the sun began to set. Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. If you want to find out what happens next right now, subscribe in Apple Podcasts to binge all 10 episodes ad-free. Otherwise, the next episode will be out on Monday. 
If you're enjoying the show, please consider giving it five stars on Apple and Spotify, writing a review, posting it on social media, and telling a friend. This is an independent podcast, so stuff like that really helps get the word out and support the show. Confessions of a New Grad is written, narrated, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for supporting seasons three and four. For exclusive news and bonus content, you can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. Music is licensed through Musicbed and Soundstripe libraries. You can find the soundtracks in the episode descriptions. Artwork and script editing are by Rebecca Montgomery. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.